say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and wow, do we have a bang, boom. I'm going to come right at you, show. Oh yeah, baby. This is, <laughs> you're going to love him, man. His name is Michael Penny. Well, yeah, he calls himself Michael J. Penny, but I'm telling you, he's written this book called The Five Paragraph Business Plan. Get ready to do battle. Oh, let me do it. Let me do the Michael Buffer. Can I Can I do the Michael Buffer? Yeah. Let's get ready to do some battle. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. If you're thinking about running a business, if you're in a business and you need to restructure, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I don't care if it is a nonprofit, if it's a profit, I don't care if you're a single show, if you're a group show, I don't care what it is. Here's the deal. You need to get a hold of five paragraph business plan. This thing is is it may not be very thick but i'm going to tell you something it is power packed it is going to change the way you fundamentally are thinking about your business and your business plan and folks if you are not thinking about your business plan now you're thinking too late this is why we have got michael j penny with us today because he is absolutely outstanding he is a combat veteran uh, both in iraq and afghanistan and i'm telling you he's applied these military principles to how you could go to battle with your business so that you can get the best out of your business and it's awesome and we're gonna get to him in just a second but before we do that let's do what we do every week right and you know what that is right i check in with you and your training because here's what we know we are four-part people, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. But here's what we also know, right? If you've listened to this show any period of time, I've interviewed Command Sergeant Major Tom Satterley from Delta Force. I've interviewed uh, Special Operations Forces, you know, Captain Jason Van Camp. I've interviewed Navy SEALs on this show. You've heard every one of them say the same thing. When you're under stress, when you're under pressure, when you're exhausted, when you're lacking ammunition, when you're lacking water, when you're lacking food, you only have one thing to rely on and you know what that is your training that's it when you're empty the only thing that you have is your training physically mentally emotionally and spiritually that's it and i know that people are you know we're in a pandemic or whatever we want to call this i whatever you want to call it that's fine i'm not here to argue one way or another with you on that but <clears throat> here's the deal things are different things are changed and so I'm going to check with you on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding, how you think you're doing in your training. So physically, what do I mean physical training? Well, for certainly there's exercise, right? I mean, you need to be getting exercise. And by the way, right, if any of you follow me on Facebook or, or Instagram or wherever or even LinkedIn or wherever it is, right, the truth of the matter is you see that, you know what, I don't have weights. What I did is I went to Home Depot and I picked up cinder blocks, buckets filled them with water, a galvanized pipe. And you know what, I created my own gym in my garage, right, right, and work out every day. You can buy bands. You can go to Amazon, buy bands, right? So there's really no excuses to not be able to train. Do you know how much center blocks are? Piece, by the way, $1.65. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, the point is, is that if you want to train, you can train. That physical exercise is just a part of it. But then there's, you know, eating right, you know, because, you know, if, if, you, if you think you can exercise and then just eat garbage, you're wrong. You just, you just why work out? If you're going to do that, that doesn't make sense. You got to drink enough water. You got to get enough sleep, right? You, you have to do the things, you, you, know, you know, make sure that you're doing the things that are right for your body, right? That's training, right? And so on a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding, how would you say your training's going? Okay. All right. And then you got two questions to ask. Why are you that way? And then what are you going to do about it? Okay. Those are your two questions, right? And but the same two questions for every area, right? Second area of your life, mentally, right? What do we mean by mentally, right? What, what, how are you being an active participant in improving your brain? How are you, what are you reading? What are you doing that is improving your mental capacity to learn, to grow, to take something that you read and actually apply it for use? How, what are you doing to train to learn something new? Maybe making yourself better in your job, making yourself better in your relationships. 
What are you actively doing? I'm not talking about sitting on your tail and letting the news or whatever is come at you and you think that you're absorbing it and learning it. Because you know what? If you're not putting it into application, you're not mentally learning anything. Yeah, I just said that. Right? So what are you doing actively to increase your mental capacity, to increase what you, to what you're doing that you're consuming, that you're taking an active participant role in making your mental side of your life better? And then, you know, the same two questions. Why and what are you going to do about to change it? What's that number for you mentally? So you got two numbers, right? you got a physical number between 1 and 10. you got a mental number between 1 and 10. Then you have an emotional number, right, between 1 and 10, one miserable 10 outstanding. What do I mean by emotional training? Well, here's emotional training. We're in emotional training right now. We are. We're all in emotional training. If you don't think that being by yourself and having to put a mask on and having to get in your car and having somebody cut you off or having somebody challenge you because they're a little bit more upset, if you don't think you're in the middle of emotional training, I don't know where you're living. But we're all in emotional training right now. How well are you able to control your emotions? See, emotional emotional training is all about being able to be intentional about controlling your emotions under pressure. Right, and I know you're going, Jay, you seem like you're so angry. I'm not angry. I am being a little intense, and I'm being intentionally intense because I really want you to understand that the truth of the matter is I have I, I have a choice in how I choose to respond emotionally to whatever is around me. I, I, I don't have to, if you kick me in the shin, I don't have to be angry. If you slap me in the face, I don't have to slap you back. I've got choices if I choose them. They're not always easy, but I do have choices. So when you're working on your emotional aspects of who you are, how well are you choosing? That's really the question, isn't it? So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say you're doing in your training? And then what are you going to do, right? And then finally, the, the fourth aspect, right? Spiritual. And uh, some of you go, I'm not real spiritual, you know, I don't really have this belief system. You do. You just don't think of it that way, but you do. I mean, if you have plans in the future, right, right? do you have plans? Do you plan on going somewhere? Do you plan on doing something in the future? Do you, do you have a future? And if the answer is yes, then that means you have faith because it hasn't happened yet, yet you believe it's going to happen. That's faith. That's spiritual. We all do, right? We all believe that we're going to wake up the next day. That's spiritual. We all have a place that we try to get ourselves back to center and back to a place of of of, of joy or calmness where, and it's not emotional, but something inside of us that says, I just need to get myself back to where the world may be chaotic, but I can stay at center, right, and calm. You know what? That's spiritual. For some people, it's God. For some people, it's meditation. For some people, it's nature. For some people, it's something else. The question is, how well is it working out for you, whatever it is that you're choosing? And then what do you got to do to change it? Right? I've, often, I've said on the show multiple times, I'll say it again. You know what? Being spiritual is not going to church and thinking about fishing. Being spiritual is going fishing and thinking about God. That's being spiritual. Right? So you got these four numbers now, right? Mental, physical, emotional. Think about the legs of the chair. If the legs of your chair are uneven, right, and you're sitting in it, it's going to really mess with your posture. By the same token, if, if the chair is too low, you can't eat at a normal table. And that makes life difficult. So we want to bring up all four of those areas in, in together at the same time. And speaking of someone who is so well-balanced, and he is absolutely awesome, His and he's he's great. Seriously, I've read so much about him. I've listened to him all over. His name is Michael J. Penny. He is the founder and chief advisor of 5paragraph.com. And that's the number five, by the way. Number five, paragraph.com. Michael is a combat veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. He served in the United States Marine Corps Infantry with 3rd Battalion, 7th Marine, deployed twice to Ramadi, Iraq. And uh, and also he re-enlisted during a second tour and transferred to Quantico to become a weapons instructor. He's a certified as a combat marksmanship coach, trainer, and instructor trainer. He's a formal school a formal school instructor, school-trained designated marksman, small arms weapons instructor, and foreign weapons instructor. Here's the deal, folks. He's a BA, 
Okay, that's all I'm just going to tell you. In 2011, Michael deployed on his third combat tour, this time with the 1st Battalion, 5th Marine, leading a section of advisors through uh, Kajaki and Sangin, Afghanistan. Having served in two wars over eight years in service in the Corps, My, Michael is honorably discharged as a sergeant. He's now an entrepreneur, author, and public speaker. Uh, he is absolutely outstanding. The book is fantastic. You've heard about it. It's called Five Paragraph Business Plan. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to A New Direction, Michael Penny. Michael, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me, Jay. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Thank man. you. Awesome, man. That introduction was amazing. Who wrote that? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, right? But guy, he sounds like uh, a really, you. really seems like a really good. Dude. No, I mean, first of all, you know, everybody's out there around the world who's either watching now or or going to be listening later, and of course, this is going to go out to syndicated radio. And you know what? I can hear already people saying, "Hey, thank you." For your service. So I, I want to make sure that before we go any further in the show, I just want to say thank you for serving us, serving our country and taking care of us. It, it means so much uh, to me to have the freedom to be able to do what I do. And I know you're a part of it. So let me first by just saying thank you. Hey, well, I honestly took it as a privilege. Anytime you get to wear pajamas and boots to work and blow <laughs> stuff up with rocket launchers. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I couldn't even believe that they wanted to pay me to do this stuff. It was amazing. So yeah, I I got up every day, uh, and and a cold shudder went down the devil's spine. Uh, it was one of those things, man. I'm telling you what, when I when I was in the Marine Corps, I tried to make the most out of it, and there was a whole lot of very 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 difficult times, uh, situations which I on on purpose put myself into, right. and voluntarily wanted to go and be a part of that. So. It's definitely, it's the greater overall organization. It's the esprit de corps. It's the reason why we do it, the folks to the left and to the right. So honestly, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to have led Marines and sailors through combat. So yeah, thank well, you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. But here's the beautiful thing, and this is a great segue into the into the five-paragraph business plan that you've written uh, brilliantly here, by the way, uh, is you. because... You come right out, and by the way, it's called the intent. You know, usually when I interview authors, right, if there's an introduction. There's not an introduction. It's an intent. This is a military manual, man. Oh, I mean, and you, you come right out, and you say the five-paragraph business plan is a simple military-style business planning and management tool, and and it is a tool that is really made uh, to help people uh, – develop their business plan but i guess i guess what makes it i've never seen anything like this is this pretty unique in terms of of anything that is i mean because i mean i've never seen any plan like this before from a military base plan like this yeah i basically it's one of those things where don't reinvent the wheel take mm -hmm. two working wheels and bring them together so in this case it's the military operations order and it's the nuts and bolts of great business plans Okay. So it's 50-50 as far as military jargon and the business jargon is concerned. There's a gloss, glossary of terms. Uh, so I want to make that perfectly clear. Has somebody tried to use the military operations order process in business? Yes, successfully in numerous other cases. It's usually given a veneer. So, yeah, this works, but we got to make it work for Harvard. We need to make it work mm. for Yale. We need to make it work for uh, Oklahoma State University, we've got to make it work for Stanford. And all of them have tried, yes. But see, that's kind of the magic sauce. Mm. That's how we make selling insurance cool. Right. Because you've got to figure out where the critical vulnerability inside of this giant market, the center of gravity of the market, right? right. And then go through an exploitation plan. So, yes, to answer your question, other folks have tried using the military operations order process and the military decision-making process and incorporating it in what we have done, which is unique is we have not let off the military jargon at all. Matter of fact, we right. took the operations order and said, you've got to get in there business stuff. Right. And so we took out beans, bullets, band-aids, bad guys, and we replaced <laughs> it with pro forma and uh, how to get your gross margin and all of the formulas that are necessary to do it. But I think it's funny that you talk about how it's 75 pages thin and it's only eight and a half by 11 because right. you're right. It's a workbook. 
Right. Right. And there's right. no digital copy. It corresponds yeah. with the e-learning. The right. e-learning, it's free to get started at fiveparagraph.com. Right. So you can go there. You can see our mission statement. Click here, access e-learning. It's free. But the book corresponds with the e-learning. Now, why do we do it this way? You said it in my introduction right there. Because I'm an instructor, a master instructor, curriculum development and formal right. school instruction. And then on top of it, went downrange and instructed the Afghans how to be instructors while working through an interpreter. Right. That was hard. Yeah. So, it, but the idea here is everything that I learned out of the military, I incorporated that into the training package. Gotcha. So, to assess, train, advise, and assist business leaders in the implementation of the five paragraph military management method for the modern workforce. I'm the conveyance of it, but it's the military management method. It's not the Michael J. Penny method. It's the military management right. method. So auditory, visual, kinesthetic learning, that's what gets people to take action. You talked about practical application. That's always what we're trying to get people towards is practical application. You know, I trained over 40,000 military personnel uh, that was enlisted, officer, Marine Corps, Army, Coast Guard, Air Force, Navy, everybody except for Space Force. Right. I didn't get to train Space Force. That's a a little bit. I even got to train a little bit with the HRT team that actually took out the guys, the bombers that were up in Boston. I lived wow. in Boston at the time. Point of pride. Kind of weird how our stories intersect like that. Wow. But all of that training background, that's what went into five paragraph to be able to just very simply convey this across to who would otherwise be a, uh, I, I guess you could say uh, 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 limited to the military's perspective. Right. Okay. And, and why, frankly, and we'll talk about this as far as the enemy, what did right. I see out there as far as the enemy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I want to because here's here's the thing is yeah. in in your in in and in, in your intent you say, um, you know the truth is business concepts and strategy and war are similar, and I'm quoting you here. But here's where the analogy is broken. You say in war, comma the enemy is a person or group. Not so in business. The enemy is not a person or another company. The enemy is the need, the problem opportunity that must be addressed with the value of goods, products, or services. That's what this is going to address, correct? Correct. That's what you're doing in order to get that mission buy-in from your whole team is you need to vilify what is the need inside of the hearts of the people that you're looking to help. Okay. It's very simple when you look at this from an oncology perspective. Cancer is bad. We hate cancer. We vilify cancer and we're going to attack cancer and we are going to bind together as a unit in order to rid the world of cancer. Great. Apply it to your business. What is the need that you see that's out there? And if it's not big, whopping, audacious and obvious, then you don't have a good business idea. I'm going to tell you right now. Right. Okay. Now, now I get it. There are other people who are going, hey, man, I'm going to make a zero to one product. I want to make a laundromat mixed with a bar. So that way people can drink while they're getting their dry cleaning. Right. Right. Well, which, by the way, right? sounds great. OK, go ahead. I know. Right. <laughs> and then, but, but see, they don't let you do that in the right. drive through. Right. Right. So. So. But that's the thing, though, is I, I look at the need. And originally, when I started going into this, I said, what is the need? Is it the competition that's out there? No, it's not the competition. The competition is my adjacent unit. I would rather partner mm. with my competitors that are over there. So that way we can align. Okay. So the enemy is the problem opportunity that I see out there. What is it for fiveparagraph.com? I see a whole lot of leaders because I used to get this as a professional speaker. I've done a TED Talk and some right. of the other stuff that's out there, ethics initiatives and things like that. And they say, Mike, we want you to come in here and we want you to teach our business people how to be sergeants. How to be sergeants? Okay, so boot camp, school of infantry, couple of deployments downrange. You got to get blown up some, a little bit shot at. Not every sergeant does that. Don't get me wrong. But if you want my experience all in a nutshell, that's what you've got to get. Can I teach your people in the business world how to be sergeants? No. But I can give you the tools, the skills, knowledge, attitude, so that you can practically apply it. 
in the business setting. That's why fiveparagraph.com exists. So that way you inside of your organization can build and breed sergeants. Why is that? Non-commissioned officers throughout the entire military, that's petty officers, right? That's sergeants. That's, I, I forgive me, I don't know what the airmen are. That is the backbone of the US military. We're the ones who actually carry out the plan and get the job done. Well, wait a minute, you can't possibly tell me that everybody in the military uses the exact same template in order to plan and operate, can you? Yes, that's literally how it works. From the general all the way on down to the private, we all use the exact same plan. That's how jets and mortars and recon and the ships and everybody all communicate, coordinate, and then have the ability to attack through violence and force of action and learn from lessons in the middle of the situation, right? So let's get back to it. The enemy is the need that is inside of your market, all right? And as we see it, people are looking at what is going on with Plan, Do, Check, Act and relationship-based care and Agile Scrum and all of these other processes. And they're going, I can't run my entire business off of this, nor can I run it off EOS or Traction or nor can I run it off Six Sigma. And why do I list all of them very, very comfortably? because you can run all of those management perspectives all inside of five paragraph. That's how you fly the jets and, uh. and shoot the mortars and everything else. That's how you get hardware and software to work together along with your CPAs and everybody else. Five-paragraph.com. His name is um, Michael J. Penny. He's author, and uh, you can tell he's an evangelist. <laughs> of uh, five-paragraph. Wow, <laughs> I'm the number one user of five. Paragraphs. He's the number one user of his own program. It's called the five paragraph business plan. And you're listening to him here on a new direction. Hey, everyone, listen, you know what? We've got two fantastic sponsors here on a new direction. One is Epic Physical Therapy. And a lot of times you think of physical therapy is because you got to be injured or you, you got to be a great athlete and you've got something going on or maybe you had surgery, right? That's what we think of when we think of physical therapists. But Epic Physical Therapy is far more than that, right? Here's the deal. They, they don't just work with it. Yeah, they do all those things. But you know what? They also can help you. Like if you're just looking to improve how you feel and move, right? If you just want to move a little better, maybe you just don't understand how this whole exercise things works. Guess what? They can help you. They have great equipment, the latest equipment, and they have this elite team of physical therapists. And they will provide you with a customized treatment plan that is tailored to your individual need. Whether that is the surgery, whether that is an injury, or whether that's just because you want to move and feel better. Listen, with their experience in rehabbing young athletes to elite professional athletes, they understand the need to treat the entire body as a functional whole, not just your symptoms or injury. So when you're ready for epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results, don't look any further. Go right to Epic Physical Therapy. That's epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, no matter where you're at in the world, they can help you sell your home or buy your home. And I literally mean anywhere in the world. Uh, France, listen, you're the number one uh, listen to outside the U.S. You are the number one country in the world that listens to this show. And yeah, merci. But you know what? She can help you in France, believe it or not. And you know why? It's because Linda, over the 35 years of her career, has made amazing relationships with other professional realtors in wherever it is in the world. And so she can help you. So, And, and that's been the, the whole backbone of her business, make relationships. And my, my, not just make them, not just create them, but maintain them over the years. Her first client back in 1985 still comes sees her today. What does that say, right? That's why they call her the customer, the, the legend of customer service. Why not check her out? You know, when you're ready to buy or sell, go with the go with the dream team. Really, it really is the dream team. Go with Linda Craft and Team Realtors. You can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on a new direction, and we are talking with. Uh, uh, I get to call him Mike. I think. Can I get? Do I get to call you Mike? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so. Yep. <we're> <laughs> MichaelJPenny.com. It's P-E-N-N-E-Y. It is. You know, it's for branding purposes. Call me Mike by all means. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So Mike yeah. is joining us. Uh, Mike Penny. Michael J. Penny. Uh, five paragraph business plan. And we're just at the very beginning notion of this. And we're talking about need. I, I want to something else that you said about need when it comes to understanding that our enemy when it comes to really dealing with business is not our competition. 
it's really right. the need in the market. And you, here's what you say. I'm going to just quote you three things. It is important to cultivate a warrior mentality toward destroying the need, which I, this is one. The second is it is the purpose of a company to destroy the problems faced by a population of people who are in demand because they have a need for the value your company provides. So therefore, it becomes incumbent that we attack that need with the same ferocity that you would attack an enemy. Talk about that. Because these are pretty strong words when you say cultivate a warrior mentality, destroy the problems, have the same ferocity, attack the enemy. These are pretty strong terms, which means to me that you have something deeper inside you that says we're not evidently doing that when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to, you know, really setting up our business and our business plan. Did I hit something there? Oh, absolutely. Well, it goes back to getting mission buy-in from your people who are coming to work day in and day out. You know, there are a lot of people who just go to work and go through the motions. And that's what they do in order to pay for what they enjoy doing, which Mm -hmm. is going and running marathons or going hunting, fishing, camping, or watching The Bachelorette at night. I don't know. You know, there are other people who are professionally oriented who are going, show me the money. There are other people who are professionally oriented saying, I want to be in charge, promote me. But one of the correlating factors in between all of them is that they are showing up to the same place of employment for one very good reason, and that is to solve a collective problem. That's why the mission statement of your greater overall organization exists. And I circle back to one of our clients who who I love, Nate, you're awesome. He said, you made selling insurance cool. Hmm. Okay, so what does this mean? It's not just, hey, yeah, we're going to sell, you know, medical malpractice insurance. Okay, pretty sure there's a couple of Dilbert cartoons about that, (laughs) right? So it's like, how do we get our people highly motivated toward focusing on this problem and going alleviating this problem, Right. right? And so it's basically... It's getting them to hunt as a pack. Now, why does this matter? Because that's what we naturally do. Let's just strip away this and the, you know, the the pocket square and the necktie and all of the other stuff. And let's just kind of take it naturally real quick. If you're trying to get a group of human beings to work together cohesively as a small unit, they need to have a really big reason why they're doing that. And typically the really big reason why is because that village over there wants to decimate our village over here. Just as the Spartans, 936 BC, that's the first known use of what would become the five paragraph uh, operations order and eventually a five paragraph business plan. So you're talking about thousands of years ago. How do you take a group of people together and cohesively work? Right. This goes all the way back to Plato's Republic. All right. If I were sitting in Socrates Academy of right now. He, he would definitely welcome the idea, the establishment of the state that boils down to a clear, cohesive plan, which illustrates all of our jobs all on one piece of paper. So that way we can hold each other accountable to it. And what does that mean? Well, you said the problem was this and the mission statement was that if we deviate from that problem or the mission statement, then what are we doing here? Why bother showing up for work on a daily basis? Right. So. Yes, I am trying to hone in on something which is much more natural and deep down inside of the soul of the human being. And that is our purpose for why we are here. And if you can vilify that problem, Mm. then you have a purpose for uh, problem solving. You have a purpose for mission. Yeah. But Michael, first of all, um, we're talking with Michael J. Penny, um, five paragraph business plan author. business management tool for leaders. Okay, so this was not in this book, but what you just said has just struck me. I'm a coach, right? I coach, you know, uh, executives and, and, and salespeople and things like that. And you just, and I'm also a psychological professional, so I'm always interested in, in motivation and inspiration and those type of things. But you just hit on something that is so critically powerful. I, 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 I hope people didn't miss it, but it, but the truth of the matter is we're going to fight for a cause. If you're not real clear on what that cause is, you're not going to fight. That that's, that's that, that to me, what just punched me, what you just did and punching me in the mouth was, you know what? If, if, 
you know, if you're just showing up to work and you think that you're just going to show up to work or you think you're just going to make sales just to, because you, you can without really, without really having that core cause, it's not going to happen. Or at least it's not going to happen as effectively as it could happen. And, and this makes me wonder, Michael, and, and you don't, again, this is, this is, this is, this is bonus material, but this makes me wonder too, based on just everything that you're saying and everything that I've read here, this makes me wonder if this is a tool to make sure you get the right people on the team and the wrong people off the team. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would totally agree. Well, because what it's doing is you're creating an organizational culture. You see, that's why I look full, full transparency here. We're targeting entrepreneurs, small business owners. You've got a money making process in place, but you're looking to develop organizational culture. You know, and I'll use this very simple anecdote. What happens if you get hit by a bus right now? What's your succession plan? Who's next in command? Right. I, I had to start thinking that way when I was 18, right? Wrote my first will before going overseas. What happens mortality-wise when the owner of the organization kicks it and now the next in line, are you going to have a business still? Because I think that way. I mean, our employees are members of our family. Right? Right. Our team right. members are family members. Right. And it's one of those. You're gonna go, you're gonna go downrange together. I don't want, I don't want people that are you know, Namby Pamby when it comes to that. So organizational culture absolutely is a huge, huge thing. You know, I'll give you a case in point before we went down range with the advisor team. I I asked our guys, Marines and sailors, I said, you need to be cool with dying naked, cold, alone in a hole on the other side of the planet. And if you're all right with that, then we can go down range together. Mm. Not a single soul step back. And then we went and worked hand in hand with the Afghans by the grace of God, didn't lose anybody. Right. The thing is though, is you've got to get that mission buy-in. It's hugely, hugely critical in order to get your team to envelop towards it. You know, and I would also say too, because it is organizational, it is cultural. Yeah. I'm going to steal a line from Mattis when I quote him, you can lead for the people Below you, you can lead for the people above you, but you can't do both at the same time. Mm. Mm. I'd like the caveat. They are both going to hold you accountable at the same time. Mm. No matter what. You're either going to get it from your people that are below you, or you're going to get it from higher. And you as the leader, you're, you're the pipeline for both of those. I experienced that while in a war zone with three hours of sleep and you know, oh, we got to move ammo around so that way the Afghans don't realize what our actual posture is here, right? right? So, calm under stress. Marcus Aurelius, Publius Sirius, so they're different stoic folks right. who can help out in that regard. You know, you had talked about in the beginning, do your check-in. I'm at like an eight-eight, maybe like a six-four. You know, I'm tr- I'm trying, man, with right. the spirituality, get it up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it, it, I have all of these different influencers of yesteryear. You know, I, I don't watch TV. I would rather read a book. I read right. to learn in the morning and I right. read for fiction in the evening in order to kind of shut my brain back up right. and go back to sleep. Right. See, but the, the thing is, though, is like I'm trying to get people into this mentality of being able to go into business, into work. Yes, living with a purpose. Right. Okay, I think a whole lot of people would look at that and go, I don't really know what that means. Right. I look at it and I go, well, if you cut grass for a living, you absolutely think about this. And I know people who are this passionate. I'm not joking about cutting grass. They're they're landscapers and they look at something and it's like a barber looking at a shaggy, you know, person walking in (laughs) off the street. They're like, oh, they're almost disgusted by it. It's something that they need to do. It's compulsive. They have right. to do it. They have to make that yard look amazing, right. right? And I've seen that. Those are people who truly care about what they're doing. They're craftsmen. They look at that and they go, that's a big freaking problem, but I can make it look beautiful. You know, so we can give all of these different anecdotes, but it goes back to, well, yeah, how do you get mission high-end from your people who are trying to sell insurance, let's say, for instance. Right. 
And, and so there it is. It's vilifying the need. It's getting the alignment of the people that are on your team. And that, I have to say, is the accountability that's going to happen both ways. Because, look, expectations that are talked through, yeah, they matter a little bit. Okay, expectations that are put down on paper that you can hold, like we hold each other accountable, you right. know, like contracts and other stuff like that. Those are expectations which need to be met, right? And right. so when you fill out a five-paragraph business plan, what you're doing is you're putting your intentions and expectations down on paper. Here's the real question. Do you need to know everything? The short answer is absolutely not. A matter of fact, it's kind of better that you just know enough to be dangerous, and then you let your experts, you've delegated to experts for a reason, you let them run with the ball. And I think that kind of segues a little bit toward, okay, you've written the plan, it's action-oriented, how do you actually get something done? <laughs> how, how is it a management method, right? You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, matter of fact, we're talking with Michael J. Penny. I do understand what you're saying here, and we're going to get into that. Uh, the book, uh, book, workbook, actually. I've never done a workbook, by the way, on this show. This is the first workbook I've ever done. It's called The Five-Paragraph Business Plan, and I enjoyed it so much. Um, I, I really wanted to to put it on the show because it really is a great, great business plan. I, I want to back up a little bit before we get too far down the road here because I think there's there's a couple of things that I want want to talk to you about in terms of business plans in general and and also kind of our motivation to not do them because you know <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> right because the the truth of the matter is is like if I know that there are a bunch of CEOs and owners of companies who are listening to the show right now. And right. every year they ask their salespeople to give me their business plan for the upcoming year. Right. And by the way, this is about to come up. And usually they, they have, because it's such a, it, it, cause it's like pulling teeth or pulling your toenails out. Okay. Because it's so horrible. You know, what once was like a five or six page business plan. They've now got down, just give me a page. Right. Because People just don't want to do it, right? Yes. So, so here we are. If you could talk, I mean, I, I want you to really help out the, the the CEO, the founder, the business owner who's got a sales, the manager who's got a sales team. All right, and I want you to, I want you to do your salute, and I want you to. Did you see what I did there? By the way, um, and so what I, <laughs> yeah. I want you to go ahead, and I want you to help either motivate or give them some inspiration or give them something to get their people off, get their salespeople going in terms of getting this business plan in and salespeople. And I know that there's thousands of you listening to me right now. Um, salespeople, I really want you to pay attention to this because this is important to your success as well. Go ahead, Mike. Sure. So typically in business, we plan when it's fashionable. Okay. So we plan annually we're going to our business planning retreat we're going to put everything down there or we plan an emergency our hair is on fire and somebody whips out a placard that's got lines on it and then we start going through stuff yeah, of course we do. right so let's let's mitigate these things let's put a process in place and it's the same process that we use for global accountability in, in the u.s military all right the plan as we know it the book that jay keeps holding up the five paragraph business plan and when you go to fiveparagraph.com, that book corresponds with our tutorials. They're free to get started. It goes through every section of the book. You're pulling your plan out of your head, your vision out of your head. Here's how it works in the military. When you issue your plan, all of your leaders, your subordinate leaders, are pulling elements out of your greater overall plan in order to construct their own. So if you're looking to grow a conglomerate, if you have multiple moving pieces, functionary pieces, you construct a strategic level, five paragraph business plan, and then your subordinate leaders pull from elements of that to create their own business plan. Now, I can work with folks like this, we can come in, we can do workshops in order to just make it happen because it's implementation wise. It is also a part of our e-learning. So all of this in elaboration is in e-learning. Okay, so now let's say you're a general manager of a store. You've got your business plan. You've created your business plan. They have the book. 
They have the e-learning, full access to everything. They can complete their own business plan and they can brief it to people. And we're working off of this major plan. Okay, so that's in action. But now there's an immediate emergency that takes place. We have what's called a very simple immediate action plan. Again, it's inside of the e-learning at fiveparagraph.com. The template's right there. You said it. CEOs want one page. One page. Right. That's exactly what the immediate action plan is. Okay, so if I'm in charge of a thousand stores, I have a business plan. All of my leaders at the store level pull out of that plan, pull from hire's mission to create their own business plans. Guess what? It's right there at fiveparagraph.com. That's exactly why we created it. Because there's this, this weird little barrier, I guess you could say, in between entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs. Gifford Pinchu III in the late 70s coined the term intrapreneur. A person who works inside of an organization entrepreneurially, but with the backing, guidance, resources, and mentorship from a greater overall organization. If I'm an entrepreneur, I want all my senior vice presidents to be intrapreneurs. Mm. Okay, so the idea here is small unit leadership that's been delegated all the way down to the lowest rank. And that immediate action plan at fiveparagraph.com, you go to e-learning, you can see it, it's right there. The immediate action plan, when you click on that, it'll immediately download. It's an ODT file. It's one page. You can save it as a Word doc. It You outline the situation, the mission, and then how you're going to execute. Boom. It's, okay, so that way they're empowered in the field to be able to create that immediate action plan. They can adopt it, and they can adapt it for their own needs out in the field. That's what it's all about. Love it. His name is Michael J. Penny. Uh, book uh, entitled uh, Workbook Paragraph uh, Five Paragraph Business Plan. By the way, uh, I was looking at the one page plan uh, here. It's it's really a great tool uh, for you. Uh, we're I'm going to ask him how he's going to get his people to do that. But first, you know what? I just need to let you know you're listening to Michael J. Penny and the Five Paragraph Business Plan right here on a New Direction. Hey, everyone, listen, uh, I talk about them. I'm going to continue talking about them because they sponsor this show, and we're really grateful for their sponsorship. Their name is Epic Physical Therapy, and they offer the most advanced, top-of-the-line equipment, including things like the Alter-G Anti-Gravity Treadmill, the Normatec Compression Sleeves, which makes you feel like your joints are all back intact again, and then the Game Ready, which I constantly tell you that I love the ice cold water and the compression at the same time that just takes the swelling out of your joints in your body. It's just one of my all-time favorite, favorite pieces of equipment. And you know what? They are also trained and they're certified. Do you hear what I said? Trained and certified in the most comprehensive cutting edge treatments available. Here's just a few of my favorites, right? Blood flow restriction therapy, right? Very cool. Dry needling, right? You've heard of acupuncture. It's kind of similar, but man, they can do some things to just take the pain out of your body. It works. I'm just telling you, I it's fantastic. And then cupping, right? If you've ever seen uh, swimmers with the circles on their back, you know, well, it's because they took a cup and they manipulating the muscle through the skin. I'm just telling you, they're outstanding. They're fantastic. They're my physical therapist. I think they should be yours too. Whether you've had injury, surgery, where you just want to move better, feel better, or whether you're a young athlete, a professional athlete, I'm just telling you, they help it all. And they've got several locations all over the triangle. So look, why not get your epic relief, get your epic recovery, get your epic results. Go to Epic Physical Therapy. That's epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C pt.com and linda craft and team realtors you know what here's the deal they're located in the research triangle park of north carolina but they help people all over the world and the reason why they're able to do that is because they're unaffiliated right they do not belong to a national company that they have to answer to they don't pay dues to some national corporation because they're no they're an independently locally 100 percent locally owned company yep Right there in the Research Triangle Park. And we love supporting local, don't we? And you can't get any more 100% local than Linda Craft and Team Realtors. They are the local, 100% local community realtor. They are the 100% local 
real estate professionals. They don't share the money. The, it, they, they, they don't go to another corporation. They aren't connected because they have to be connected. They are at the top of the game and they've done it from a local foundation. That says it all, doesn't it? And why is it that they've been able to do that without having to be affiliated with a national company? I'll tell you why. It's because they build relationships one at a time. That was Linda. That was Linda's been part of her core since day one. It still is today, 35 years later. We are going to build relationships one at a time. We are going to build into the lives of people. And you know what we're going to do? We are going to maintain those relationships, which is why her clients say her customer service is legendary. Then there's nowhere else to look. Go with the 100% local, 100% dedicated relationship realtor. Go with Linda Craft and Team Realtors. You can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we're back here on a new direction with Michael J. Penny. I get to call him Mike. God, I love it when I love it when I love it when these you know military dudes let me call them Mike. You know, I don't have to call them you know like Mr. Penny or you know I don't have to go Michael J. or Sergeant you know Michael or Sergeant oh. Penny. I don't have to do that. He lets me call him Mike, which is kind of cool. It makes me feel pretty, makes me feel pretty important. And it just tells you how shallow my life is. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> so the, the follow up question I have for this is the motivation question for you because you you have to run into this all the time when it comes to um you know business people you know not wanting to do a business plan they want to just jump in so heavily and and they don't and and you know because here's the thing about your book here too is because you don't even get right into the business plan immediately either because you you mean there is an r&d a research and development piece that you kind of you know you go through pretty heavily that you know, this is pretty important that you know, but I can't even imagine getting people to do the research and development piece when they don't even want to do a simple business plan. What is the strategy there, Michael, to get people to do a business plan? I think it is taking it with life or death seriousness. I think it's understanding that you have to put together some sort of reconnaissance. So for those of you who aren't familiar with our military terminology of recon, uh, you're scoping out the enemy. You're taking a look at the seriousness of it, the serious nature of them and their composition. You mentioned the salute report, size, activity, location, uniform, time, equipment. It's what your market looks like, okay? So the enemy is inside of that person. It's the need for the good product or service. We're talking about a population of people. So you need to scope out whether or not you're actually solving a pretty big problem. You got to remember at the end of the day, your end result is bottom line and it's dollars and cents. Are you solving a problem that is a big need that's out there and how do you highlight that? So that's one thing as can, far as can, can I stop you and ask you a question real quick, Michael? Yeah. I, I hate to do this, but I, I've, I've got this need. Let's let's just take I'm going to do it just because Linda is uh, one of our sponsors. Let's just take one of Linda's salespeople. Mm-hmm. All right. Can we can we apply this to a salesperson? Can we, can we, that has to, that next year setting up their goals and setting up what they're planning to do for the business. Can we, can we kind of run it through this of what this might look like? Absolutely. Yeah, let, let's, yeah. Do, let's do that. I think it might be a real neat practical. I know I just did. I know that we did not talk about this. I know that I'm putting no, you on the spot. This is, this is what we do. Okay. All right. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. It's a, this is residential real estate. All right, res- residential real estate person. Uh, they're, they're making their plan for next year, 2021 of what their business is going to look like. So let's let's run them through it a little bit here and let's see what that looks like. Oh, absolutely. So first we need to figure out what the enemy situation is. So we just started talking about a baseline salute report. So what you're going to do is you're going to figure out what is the size of your market within your target area, right? So what is the activity in that area? And by that, I mean, how do they shop? How do they purchase? How do they consume? Now, location is your target location, but it's when they are interacting. So let's think about when people actually buy homes. Mm. When do they shop for homes? You know, typically it's in the evening. Uh, sometimes it's after the kids have are done with bath, all of that other stuff. So you're thinking about the location. Do they look online? And what areas are the target location, right? They're uniform. That is a male or female avatar. Okay, so that is everything from their uh, their net worth, their household income, what they're looking at as far as a, uh, a profession is concerned, 
and their overall annual income, right? So that is a male or female avatar for your ideal customer. That's the uniform that they are wearing. And then the time that they purchase and the equipment that's necessary in order to do it. So we talk about online, online sales. The customers of Amazon need to be able to get onto the internet. Mm. Otherwise, they can't be customers. So the equipment that a customer would need in order to be one of your customers, right? Okay, so they would need to have online or the ability to get online and peruse through whatever it is you're going through. Listings, listing house, houses or whatever it may be. Exactly. So I can think of a thousand online resources. I personally go and scope, you know, and you see all of your, because I do this all the time. I look at real estate all of the time, right? Right. You know, and I'm running comps in certain areas because I like investing in that type of stuff. All right. So, and shamelessly, yes, I've done a salute report because I want to understand whether or not a rental property is going to be value to me. Okay. So, I would say that for a realtor under the situation, they're going to under they're going to need to know what is the size, activity, location, uniform, time, and equipment that their customer is. Let's say, for instance, in that market, the salute is in that book, and it's right. walked through in our e-learning, yep. and it highlights exactly how to make a mission statement, which is the second part. Right. I will do this in order to accomplish that. Okay, so I will sell houses in order to make money. Uh, not a good mission statement. <laughs> are you delivering on your problem? Right. I'm going to sell high quality houses to people who are in this professional market. They're dentists and attorneys and they're CPAs and they live within the northwest corner of Raleigh. Uh, in the southeast corner of Durham, arguably, well, there in Chapel Hill would be arguably more of the affluent, right? Let's say, for instance, sure. you want to sell big banger houses. Sure. So you need to be able to narrow that down to your niche. And then in the execution paragraph, you're back briefing what is your scheme maneuver for how you're going to get things done. We're going to put on online marketing and we're going to boost posts on social media. And I'm going to go live on Tuesdays for an hour. And do all of these different things, right? So you're listing out how you're going to execute. Why is that? Well, it gives you a square one to go off of every day that you wake up and you go, let's pull my plan out. Am I actually hitting stuff? Hey, wait a minute. That sounds pretty familiar to the beginning of the show, doesn't it? Right. So am I going back through and actually checking off the progress that I'm making? Being grateful for that. Right. You ever check off a checklist and you look at it and you go, Heck yeah, I got stuff done today. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, man, I do. Yeah. I do. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I got, <laughs> dude, dude, I, I put the pillows on the bed and make the bed, and I'm kind of checking and I'm taking pictures, man. I'm, hey, there you go. <laughs> right, right. We're mowing the lawn. Right, right. You no, know, basic dude stuff, as Pat would say. Uh, Pat, Pat, love, love Pat. Oh, I love, love, love Pat McMahon. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's that, good, dude. Highly motivated. Highly, dude, so, it's, yeah, this is the thing, though, right? Because somewhere in there, in, in Mike, somewhere in here, there has got to be a motivation that that well, you get people to do it. You mean? Yeah. Like I mean, there's got there's got to be something inside them that just is yeah. on fire to do it. it. It's. I mean, do you have to sometimes cre- to to create to vilify something? I mean, do I have to just? I mean, I know that you say it's the need, but do I need to do something different to vilify it in order to in order to get myself self motivated? I mean, because uh, this this is the pro- the problem that I'm, I'm the problem. You're what you have here is brilliant. The problem I have is the people that don't want to jump in and do it. They should be. You know, when I looked at this, I was like, you know, I did this when I started this show accidentally. I I went through and pretty much did ex- literally every paragraph I pretty much did when I first started decided to start the show. Yep. All right, oh, right, right, right down to right down to the pitch deck at the end, which you even go slide by slide and talk about. This is how you create your pitch deck. This is how you go for the ask. This is right. You you have all of this when you, if you're looking to try to get extra money or whatever. But yeah, I don't well, understand. I don't know. Un- the green light. What's that? Let's say, for instance, you're a sales associate for Lindacraft. Okay. Right? You're you're a realtor for Lindacraft. You're trying to get the green light or something along those lines. Right, right, right. Right. Because honestly, I'm not a realtor. I don't freaking know. Right. But what I can say is this though. Can I work with them as an advisor? Oh, absolutely. I totally can. Why is that? 
Because the whole point is you're back briefing who hire is, right? And then right. you go, wait a minute, why would I back brief who hire is? I don't care about that. That's micromanagement. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll give it to you. I'll give you the motivation because 80% of my plan is all feedback. 80% of my next go around is your feedback from out in the field. Mm. Okay. Because the way that I look at it is it's not like you're allowed to do this. Right. It's something to where it is right for you over there. You see it, you want it, and therefore you need to apply it. I'll give you a perfect case in point. Lisa, I know you're watching. Lisa, I love you. She is a fantastic member of our team here at fiveparagraph.com. She's great. She's never served a day in the military ever. Okay. I told her that she is going to have this scope of responsibility and her eyes lit up. Right? So the whole trust but verify kind of thing. Yeah. Kick her an immediate action plan for what needs to be able to get done. And if she's not providing debriefs, that's where the point of contention would be. If she's not providing debriefs. Right. So wait, wait a minute. Why debriefs? Isn't there a downstream result? Why would I care about a debrief? We manufacture trucks. <laughs> Why wouldn't I care about how many widgets we make and go out the back gate? Yeah, I need her debrief. Every person on our team is an observer. Without those debriefs, I can't do my job effectively. Got it. Let's talk about great leaders in the nouns real quick. This is my favorite thing. Great leaders focus on the nouns. Put the right people in the right place and give them the right things, and you can accomplish anything. The right people in the right place, give them the right things, you can accomplish anything. So it's getting the challenge out of your people. Now, I've, I've seen this, and I've even worked with healthcare professionals in this regard. If you're a nurse who goes to your job in healthcare every day, and your job is not to take care of sick people, but rather to appease your boss, you might want to look for a different job, okay? Mm. So we are looking for the highly motivated leaders that are out there who are saying we wish to empower our leadership. We wish to engage in small unit leadership. Because the problem that I see, and this is the big whopping chip on my shoulder, is a lot of us leave the back gate out of the military. And the Marine Corps is only 200,000 people. And the people that are infantry are only about 20,000. And then you narrow it down to the leaders. And, you know, frankly, there are a lot of people that go through the military and don't really, you know, there are some that just don't really care. They're like, I'm going to do my four years and then get the heck out of here or whatever the case may be. Go with God. And then when you really, really, really narrow it down, there's probably about, and I'll say this, there's probably about 2,000 to 4,000 personnel in the United States Marine Corps right now that care absolutely 100% without a doubt. And that is just what they eat, live, breathe, sleep, die over. And they're the ones who are going to be the lifers forever. Hmm. So even in that great organization, we had people, they, they called the herd, so to speak, because you have to have the motivation to do this day in and day out. So I kind of look at it from the perspective of if you're going to use five paragraph business plan, you're building an organization with a culture that says, if you want to be here, you have to put together your plan. You have to provide us debriefs. We are empowering you as the leader to be able to carry out the mission All right now for your people that are in that organization, your employees your employees are freaking going to love you because here's the question that I ask of leaders all the time. How do you get, and it's okay to use the term, how do you get your worker bees motivated to actually do the job? It's okay to be a worker bee. I totally get it. There are a whole bunch of people who are out there who don't want to be the manager. They don't want to be the person that's in charge, or maybe they, they're highly technical, they're craftsmen, all of that other stuff. How do you get mission buy-in from the people that are on the line? And you empower them to be able to make observations in their own work. You know, I did this little initiative when I was making this little engraving. And I noticed that it saved me like 30 minutes worth of time. And now all of the other craftsmen get to do it. In the Marine Corps, it worked like this. We have a grappling hook and we throw it out there. And then we pull it back and it pulls the landmine out of the ground. And our division commander was like, okay. We're going to get you guys grappling hooks. <laughs> we seriously got grappling hooks. I'm not joking. It's a real story. So how do you, that's the thing, is you're getting mission buy-in from your people because you're empowering your leaders to make a plan and run with it and take charge of that initiative. 
The only thing that we ask of you is you've got to fill out a debrief so that way we can gain the lessons learned associated with it. Bear in mind that this breaks the mold, which is you're just supposed to show up, look the part, and be a gooey robot all day long. Press button, make stamp, plan, do, check, act. Yep, same widget as last time. All right, I'm going to go burn one on my, on my lunch break. Whoa! We want people to have mission buy-in. We want people during their daily business, during their job, to go, wait a minute. Dude, we could totally do this better. Great. Can you imagine? Hey, if you guys got any plans over here, if you think you could do it better, you got to fill out one of these 5P things. You got to take initiative. Well, that's, I mean, hello, that's what we're looking for all the way right. down to the sergeant that's on the line right now. Right. You can ask General Mattis all the way on down. That's exactly right. what we're looking for. His Who name are the is... people that are going to take initiative, right? <laughs> yeah. His name is Michael J. Penny, and we have been on for over an hour. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, have. When we get on a roll, we get on a roll. I, I, the, listen, know. man. You, listen, you just you just, you just started preaching, and I just was just like, I'm just gonna sit in the pew, okay? I'm I'm just gonna let you go. It's, hey, listen. So the show is called a new direction. I'm gonna give you just a few more seconds. The show is called a new direction, and the reason why we call it new direction is because we help people in success and leadership and life, career and business. If you could live people with a quick. A new direction for them. What would be Michael J. Penny, author of Five Paragraph Business Plan? What would be his new direction for the folks? Manifest destiny. Manifest yeah. destiny. If you put it down on paper, that's your first stride toward commitment. I know. I mean, I've been through all sorts of different challenges throughout my life. Trust me. I mean, oh my goodness. Divorce, death, separation of loved ones, loss of income, personal illness. That's what my TED Talk's on. Mm. All of the personal IEDs that just blow up. Only you're not given the privilege of a magnificent explosion when your heart's broken in a Denny's in the middle of the night. Mm. So manifest destiny, that's your square one. We weren't given square one. Right. Right. You're popped out into the universe, slung upside down, slap, and then here's how you start. Yeah. That's not what we're given. So the square one, I can tell you, manifest destiny, get it out of your head, put it down on paper. You know, and when you do that, that's going to be your first stride toward greatness. That's awesome. You know, and, and I, I'm proof positive of that, you know, and it's something to where you've got to you've got to hone it every single day. You talked about training in the beginning, right? You know, you've got to pull that out. You've got to take progress. You need to be grateful for the progress you made, and then step forward into the future. So, you know, if you find folks are so inclined to go check out fiveparagraph.com, click on the knowledge section over there. You have the same books that I know and love, and I put those out there for a reason. Those are our influencers. You know, any time that I have ever suffered from the Peter principle, rising to my level of incompetency, I have hit the books, studied toward that next thing, risen to the challenge. And when you do that, you know, it really does start with manifest destiny. Pull it out of your head, put it down on paper and reaffirm it all the time. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm Michael J. Penny, and I'm going to make a thousand of you millionaires using fiveparagraph.com. Go ahead, pick it up. I believe that you will. I believe. There is no doubt in my mind that you will. You are awesome. Was he awesome? Of course he was. He, you know why? Because he's Sergeant Michael J. Penny. We get to call. I get to call him Mike. That's pretty cool. And I got a feeling him and I are going to be great friends going forward. I really do. You know what, folks? This is the show. You know what I say every week, right? It's be inspired. Because when you're inspired, that means that you will inspire other people. And in turn, when they're inspired, that means that they'll inspire others. And that can make this world a really great place. I'm going to be back here next week with another great guest, another great book, which is going to make it another great show. Imagine that. And you know what I say to you every week. You know what it is, everybody. Ciao, everybody. And the answers don't make sense Got to keep your hope alive Got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change Go
Your dreams will take you places you have never